Imondo rondo kozuse i prokorino kozuse bibabala bashintarina kasa bebedoso e karabakoria ramanta ashi ikaburna kurine pekondo sikototo le fron konveno konbondon bino kontonto kotonto lo sokorono monshabarabakiria ritas kapirino korama kembene mekonto etite kurna bandaka iskatulina kozuse bedebedon shabada e frokopirina kansu kambariana kati e labarebaro Ino con brondo scoto corono cosa e zuzurabasciate marina canta vica parana coria da bassa cata e praca parana cosa barebedesche e che benno con brondo scopondo no cototo licuta lira barrene che in schimba da batata ascia da baraba coria da ba e pondo no cosa bene in cacunde menos con benno con scopondo no conton tondo bodonda rutto scoprocotoro no coscoporocotoroba Rantes que pequendelina maranama con sinabacata e procorono con sabariana bacate quequete e shadabrande ni fequentondo e le procopirino cous capendo no nota atasca para curia cascacata a la barana cous e beque pequetente le procous obina marama chataya e rana cous capendele quequente e le prondos obida barana cascapata e porono cous capende nina neta Shakapata liko konto le brandaskata e le prokopende nina marana kase e kanashka itakana aranuska pendo no koto tokota berine bende nekefende e zono ko balabashata aparaya namaraya namarata aswa ipol le proko bina baranashke pekenda vadabe da vadaduskata o rat oro no kor umboro no kor umboro no 
Oh, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for today's meeting. Thank you for utterances. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for enlightenment. Thank you for the eyes of your understanding are open, Lord. There is a spirit in man, but it is the breath of the Almighty that gives him understanding. Thank you for understanding unto the spirit. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We make ourselves available, Lord, to your power, to your might, and to your spirit. That your word, the word that sets free, the word that liberates, the word that gives a new beginning, the word that transforms, the word that renews, Lord. Be unto us, Lord, even, even as we discuss your word extensively by the power of the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit of God, I bless you. This is the day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your name, Lord. For everyone who would listen today, tomorrow, and any time in the future, may these exegesis of your word, Lord, enlighten their hearts that may come into the understanding which has been written at four times that men may be blessed in all things and in all ways. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to today's discussion. Last week, um, on Tuesday, I started a, a series of teaching how to be led by the Spirit of God. I made emphasis that um, it is important that many of us are led by the Spirit of God. That it is a leading of the Spirit of God that separates a believer from an unbeliever. And that the only person that can lead us into all things is the Holy Spirit. And I asked the question, why does the Holy Spirit be the one to lead us or can tell us all things? Okay, This is because when we, we, we read the accounts of Luke, John chapter 16, from verse 5 to verse 15, we spoke of what Jesus Christ said, that it is better that I go and I will send you forth the comforter. Some refer him to, to him as a helper, some refer to him as a friend, some refer to him as an advocate. Most importantly, Jesus Christ said that he will not speak of his own accord, but that which I tell him to, to speak, and he speak unto every one of us. I gave illustrations of how one can be led by the Spirit of God and how the consequences of not being led by the Spirit of God. I spoke that when we are led by the Spirit of God, we are complete on all sides. I gave an example of Isaac, of how in the land God came, God appeared to him and told him that do not go into Egypt but stay in the land which I will tell you and told him to dwell in that land and he told that in that land I will bless you so when God gives an instruction he, give, he tells you the reasons why he's telling that instruction the benefit of that instruction and he says I will bless you for to you and your descendants I shall give this land and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father and I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of the heaven so if you look at the story of Isaac you see that how God prospered him because he was led by God Many of us know the story. There was a famine in the land. But Isaac, Isaac, Isaac sold. And Isaac prospered. And at a point, he became the most prosperous man in that particular place of Philistine. Now, think about it. How can a man be richer than a country? That's what, that's what it means when we are being led by God. If you are led by God, the blessing that accrued to you will come on all sides. And look at the blessings of Isaac. Every time that God came and instructed him, he obeyed. He was blessed on all sides. His family, his business, his whatever it is that God has given him to do, Isaac was blessed on all sides. I gave an example of a man called Elimelech and how Elimelech left the, what they call it, Israel and went to go and stay in the country of Moab. The Bible said that he had two children. He had uh, Malon and Chilion. And what they call it, they, had, they got married to two beautiful ladies. One was Ophir upper and the other one was Ruth and we know that Elimelech's wife was Naomi at a particular point in time Elimelech died and the two sons died and then 
both of the youth had to return back to her home country. It was there that, you know, out of leading, God took her through what they call it Naomi, and in long run she met Boaz. But if you look at the consequences of that of that decision not being backed up by God, you will see that, that there was a price, a price that was paid. At a particular point, there was there was no there was not even any seed for Elimelech to continue. His seed died off, both of them died off, and they never had children. So it's imperative that we are always led by the Spirit of God. And I said that when we are led by the Spirit of God, there is a seal pertaining that leading. And what's that leading? The, the word of God that He makes around you or makes pertaining to you. God would not at no point break his word and the rest of them. I also try to explain that what how do we know the difference between the spiritual thoughts and the flesh-oriented thoughts? And then that led us to understand what was written in the book of First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 23, where he says that man is a spirit, he has a soul that lives in the body. And then I, I started to say that for the benefit of understanding how we can be led, I'm decided to break these things down into three. So last Tuesday, I started with the Spirit. I started with the Spirit. I said that at the time of new birth, when we give our life to Christ, it is the Spirit that becomes born again. It is the Spirit that is renewed. The Spirit of man is what God renews. Praise God. The Spirit of man is what God renews. It is the Spirit of man that receives eternal life. The Spirit of man is what receives eternal life. Again, the Spirit of man is what receives eternal life. The body is not changed. The body, if you are fat, you are fat. If you are thin, you are thin. If you are bold, you are bold. It does not change. It is the spirit man that is renewed. And that is why sometimes many of us will become born again. There are certain things that we still struggle and there are certain things that we are still dealing with. And I, and I had to explain that after we talk about the spirit, the next part we must speak about is the soul. And last Tuesday, I defined the soul as the mental, emotional part of a man. And that mentally emotional part of a man does not change immediately. That mental emotional part of a man requires renewing. It requires what renewing. So the, 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 that, the, the soul of man must be renewed by something. And what is that thing? The word of God. For me, can I, this, now let me go to today's discussion of today. For many years, People have said, or theologians, Pentecostals, and um, other denominations have always said that the spirit and the soul are one. So sometimes people get confused when they see some parts the soul is being used, some part the spirit is being used. And for a long time, many people felt that the spirit and the soul are the same thing. It was actually Papa Hagen that was, was, was the one that was able to via scriptures divide or make us understand that the spirits and the soul are two separate entities that's why the definition of we found in the book of first chapter 5 verse 23 that says that man is a spirit he has a soul and lives in a body it separates the tripartite nature of man the tripartite nature of man man the spirits man the soul and man the body so, for a long time, they always believed that the spirit and the soul are the same thing. But this is wrong. They are not the same thing. The spirit is separate and the soul is separate. How do we know the soul is separate from the spirit? When we read the accounts of Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, I want to quickly read out that part so that for those who are listening can benefit from the scripture. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. You know, he says, let us be diligent, that's from verse 11, to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. The word of God is what separates the soul from the spirit and of joints and marrows and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So, the word of God is what discerns the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The word of God does what discerns. It knows. It separates the thoughts of the, of the, of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So, in other words, the word is what makes us know that when we hear from God, so it is not the flesh that is hearing; it is the spirit that is hearing. 
praise God. So let me state here categorically that it is only the word of God that can separate both the spirit from the soul, as we have read in the book of Hebrews 4 and verse 12. So let me put it simply. With my spirit, I contact the words, the spiritual realm. With my body, I contact words, the physical realm. What is the physical realm? Smell, hear, touch, feel. Okay? Those are your physical senses. But with my soul, I contact the intellectual realm or the mental, emotional realm that I mentioned last week, on, mentioned on Tuesday, I beg your pardon. That part, the, the emotional part, the mental, the, 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 um, the intellectual part is being filled by the soul. Today on the platform, somebody asked a question that, um, let, me, let me look for the question for the benefit of those who maybe just be listening online later on regarding tonight's, um, this evening's ministration. It was a very beautiful question and it's a question that one cannot, what they call it, do away. It says, please, is there any difference or what is the difference between reading the Bible and studying the Bible? I don't know how to study it. I, I, know, I only know how to read it like we do every 5 a.m., which is what we do. We read the Bible and we pray in tongues. But when I read like that, I tend to forget and I, and I can't quote verses. Now, I gave an a, a, illustration. When many of us, what they call it, um, got to know the word of God, it, we didn't just learn it in one day. It took us time. So let me start somewhere. One plus one is two. How do you know it's two? Because you have been taught. I'm sure when you were in primary school, when they asked you one plus one, sometimes you go and say nonsense. So now when they even write it for you, one plus one, you go and write three. I, I, I made that mistake. I don't know why. I don't know what I was counting. Maybe I was counting the plus sign. I, I don't know. But she said, ask me one plus one, I'll write three. So it took constant teaching, constant exposure to certain things before I knew. I remember when I was in primary two, I was in a school at Lubeju. And that time, they, they, used to, they had this um, star chart where any person that's what they call it, um, when they have tests, if you score 10 over 10 in every of the tests or any of the assignment given to you, they will put a star in front of your name. It was a very beautiful concept. And yours truly was the one always, I was the last in class. I don't know why. Maybe, maybe by, by virtue of my surname, which was Oka, U-K-A-H. So I think it was that I read alphabetically. But you know, you would think that by alphabetically means that maybe if I'm doing well. I remember that time I already had one star. I had one star. Until one day I got angry. How can I be having one class? Maybe, maybe because I was distracted. I was looking at one girl called Kofu in class. But all the same, I, I just told myself that I could not continue in this way. There has to be a way for me to improve. So that day, they gave us a math sum. Ten questions. Beloved, I got nine of the questions. But the tenth question, I had a problem. You know, when they, when they write tens and units, and they will now give you 19 plus what they call it um, let me give it 19 plus plus 1 you know that the answer is 10 that is 9 19 that's 9 plus 1 will give you 0 you have to carry 1 I, I, I battled my teacher Mrs. Oyene made me do that number 10 almost like 8 times she was like okay you can do it 9 plus 1 I will say it's 10 he said what do you write I'll say write 10 I'll say no why am I giving this illustration? It is the same way you learn to quote the Bible. Over constant practice. Over constant um, exposure by applying yourself to daily study of the Word of God or daily reading of the Word of God. I gave an illustration on the platform when I was explaining the, that the brother's question. I mentioned the Utopia eunuch. He was reading the book of Isaiah out loud. Pay attention, no? He was a utopian eunuch. They were not believers. And he, he was a, a, a servant to the queen of Sheba. He, from, a, from the land of Sheba, I beg your pardon. And then he was reading the book of Isaiah. That was where Philip heard him. And Philip now asked him, do you know what you are reading? And he said that, how can I know when there's nobody to do what? To teach me. So Philip began to expand the scriptures to him. Other than the spirits, 
the soul of man is very very important the soul of man is where many of us have a challenge in the body of christ many of us when we become born again there are certain attitudes habits we are dealing with many of them are very very bad habits many of you are aware that when you gave your life to christ you were still sleeping around i i did it some of you it was masturbation some of you was pornography some of you was gambling some of you was lying every one of us had a bad character that character it comes out from the soul you know why that character emanates from us that character soul the soul if it's not renewed by the word of god the soul is his soul is where all the information everything we have heard stays both good and both bad praise god the soul is what is gathered all the information both mental and intellectual information and puts it into one place for example now how do you when you come to a particular place how do you remember the place how do you know you have been there before memory your spirit your, your memory your mind the mind is a subset of the soul I, I, i'm going to get to that part so everything you learned one plus one is two two times two is four and um, red yellow green and um, red means stop green and um, 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 yellow red means stop yellow means ready green means go and you must go to cross the road look left look right look left again every of that information is from the soul the soul is the mental intellectual realm of man so with the spirits you contact the spiritual realm with the body you contact the physical realm with the soul you contact the intellectual realm praise god so the soul is the avenue for the emotions of man to become evident so when you say a man is, is always angry it's not his spirit it's not his body it is his soul the only expression of that anger is the flesh praise god so the soul is important but the soul if it is not renewed with the word of god many of you will be speaking in tongues but they are still fornicating and committing adultery why the soul has not been what renewed by the word of god that is why we have a habit in this ministry of reading the word 30 minutes mondays to fridays then on, sa- on saturday 45 minutes and then we pray in tongues for those period let me tell you something if you want to subdue the body what do you do you go on a fast if you want to increase your spiritual antenna what do you do you pray in the spirit if you want to go deeper in revelation you read the word of god those men that give revelation about the word of god check them very well they are people who are studious they are people who have studied the bible back to back i was listening to apostle arome osai and he was speaking about how he had been reading the bible since he was 16 that he has read the bible back to cover many times many many times so you see when you when you read something or when you watch a film for the first time you watch a movie the one movie that many of us watched and is a film that i have to watch three or three times to understand it's called the usual suspects about a man called kaiser soze a man who was a criminal mastermind but was behaving a cripple that movie this that movie it, it refers to as a movie that's that the end is the beginning and the beginning is end if you don't watch the end you can't understand the beginning so sometimes in the word of god you must start from the beginning to get to the end when you get to the end you understand the beginning i'll give an example if you are reading the book of genesis to to malachi what do you understand from that particular place there the old testament okay let's imagine you read the old testament and you stop there you don't read new testament do you know you are, you are under judaism yes because the, the the law the law was written for for the children of israel they were they were judaists but when you read the new testament and give your life to christ you become what a christian a what a born again christian so but now when you now finish reading genesis to revelation you will now begin to understand that oh this was why jesus had to come many of us are here you have read the book of um what's it called um numbers you have read the uh, exodus you have read now i'm reading deuteronomy 
did you see how we started in Exodus? Um, God was giving them measurements. God was giving them um, um, what they call it, how the standard of, of the temple should be. Check all those places. God was saying that eh, if a man should sin, he should bring a wave offering. He should bring a, a, an unblemished this one. If the person is poor, they should bring turtle dove. If there is a, a blight in the house, they should bring the priest. After the priest has certified the house, the priest must do this thing. If somebody commits adultery, the person must go and check the law. And every time, there was always one animal sacrifice for the ab absolution of sin. So the priest will come they will confess all their sins on them, on the animals, and they will slaughter it. And they will give example, they will give directions. Okay, this particular part should go to the sons of Aaron. This particular part should be in the burner. When it burns, when the smoke goes up, it means God finds, finds it appealing. But you see, when you go to the New Testament, you will understand the reason why Jesus Christ came. The coming of Christ was for us to stop the law, the things of the law, that we may operate under grace. Because there is no man in the Bible that was able to keep the law. No man. The only person was the man Jesus Christ. And because he kept the law, cost beat any, there was a cost because he kept the law. That means he was hung on the tree. Because Jesus Christ did not have any blemish of sin in him. So what, what was I saying? The more you read the word of God, the more the eyes of your understanding becomes enlightened. I said the soul is the mental intellectual realm. So how does the soul become transformed by the word of God? The Bible says, I'll give an example. In the area of healing, the Bible says that by the stripes of Christ, you we are healed. The minute Christ was, 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 was um, crucified on the cross, all the sicknesses that we are, that are and that are to come were not on the cross. It is the reason why we have the power to heal COVID-19. Praise God. Because Christ has died. And by his, stripes of, by his stripes, you have been healed. So whenever you are sick, or you are sensing sickness in your body, the mistake many of us make, we start speaking that sickness into reality. So imagine, you have read the word of God. The word of God says, by the stripes of Christ, you are healed. Pay attention. And then you go during your quiet time. You are like a prakandalabako sokoto, a prakapeke deneke zakatalia kapate, a fokondolo brodosh kapita kentekete. You finish praying. Five Corinthians fourteen says that the person that prays in the spirit prays mysteries unto the Lord. You finish praying in the spirit. Ah, you say ah, this headache will inform me. This headache is killing me. What have you done? What have you done? You have used your mouth to confess that thing. You have used your mouth to speak that thing into reality. Check the word of Jesus Christ. Jesus, because the nature, he was, he, was, he was the word of God in personification. He never for once said things the way they are. The only time he said it was Lazarus because the disciples did not understand. When, it, when they told my your whom that you love is sick, he said that no, that he's, a, that, that he's asleep. When the little girl, um, Jairus, that was dead, what did he say? Jesus never said she had died. He said she's asleep. What did they do? They laughed at him. <laughs> what is he saying? Uh, uh, we know what death is now. But you see, my beloved, this was where got my attention. When Jesus was to raise that girl from the dead, what did he say? Talita Kumi. He said, little girl, wake up. It is only the person that is asleep you can do what? You can wake up. Think about it. Whatever Jesus Christ saw, he never addressed it. Rather, he rebuked it. So me, I can't have fever. My wife cannot have fever. You cannot have fever. Many of you, the reasons why you don't understand that fever is a cause is because you don't know what the cause of the law is about. Praise God. You must know. So the word of God is what renews our hearts. So when you are having a headache, you say no. The word of God said by the stripes of Christ I am healed. Call your name. I, Uka Patrick. The stripes of Christ that was hung on the cross. It means I am healed. Therefore I am healed. And I claim that healing. I declare that healing over my body. See, because I have fed myself with the word of God. Anything that comes out of my mouth becomes life unto me. Jesus Christ said, 
by your words you are condemned and by your words you are justified the book of mark 11 23 says, 23 says that if you can say to this mountain be that removed and cast into the sea and you do not doubt whatever you say you shall have whatever you say therefore when you pray believe that you have received and you shall have whatever you have prayed about it is imperative that your spiritual thoughts and your word are in one they must align when people tell me that they are sick and i call them and i pray for them my spiritual thoughts and my mind and my soul they are aligned what i say from my soul is evident by the word of god in my heart so when a man is struggling to love somebody check him he does not have the word of god in his heart when a man is prone to temper check him they don't have the word of god in his heart when a man is prone to fornication and adultery check him does not have the word of god in his in his heart any man or woman who says that ah any man should any anybody should accept me the way i am that i have a temp temperamental issue you don't have the word of god in you the word of god is not it's is, is not what it's not piercing it's not rightly dividing the spirit and the soul from you the word of god is what you should feed from when you feed the word of god the soul the soul of the man is being renewed i know many of you are asking that question how does this relate to being led by the spirit of god please be patient i'm trying to build up something so you can understand why these things are important i've talked about the spirit and speaking about the soul i will speak about the body and then you will understand now the bible always use what they call it um two things interchangeably in the bible for soul it will use mind it will use hearts i'll give an example of scriptural references that have to do with the hearts keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life the heart is a subset of the soul many of us did um what is it called venn diagram when we're in school when they would draw three circles two circles and they would name one the the intersection between these two circles is what is unifying those two circles together the intersection between the heart and the mind is the soul proverbs 16 verse 9 says a man's heart plans his way a man's heart that means the soul of that man is what plans his way so many of us have plans where do our plans come from mental intellectual realm which is what the soul where does our plan comes from it comes from the soul the soul is the intellectual part ah so tomorrow by 12 o'clock i have to be this meeting in what they call abuja i will fly the 11 o'clock plane to dana oh i call my pa pa make this arrangement when you go to the meeting the english we speak they are all from your soul they are all from your soul see it is that knowledge of the soul that adam knew he was naked praise god it was that that soul that that enlightenment of the soul by eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that was when adam and eve became aware of right and wrong the concept of right and wrong lies in the soul they are the mental intellectual realm as when i say it, somebody says i don't agree i don't argue with you and when you talk when i see what you have said when I took it by the word of God, not align, I, I cancel it off. See, you can't be a believer and say, I am an, I am an ikiti man. Ikiti man, we are always stubborn. That is wrong. That is a demonic thought. That is the thought that spells from the tree of the knowledge of good. That is a soulish thought that has not been renewed by the word of God. Those thoughts are soulish. So when you say, ah, me, I'm a delta man, delta man, we always did power, we always did stubborn. You are wrong. The word of God should be able to transform your heart. The word of God is what changes a man. For the word of God is quick and powerful. Pay attention. And sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. God is spirit. And they that watch him must watch him in spirit and in truth. How do you know the truth? The truth is stuck in the soul. The soul is where the word of God is being renewed. So when people say, this is my belief, if your belief does not condone with the word of God, it is nonsense. 
So you cannot come and say you are a believer and be a feminist. It's not right. It is not scriptural. Go and check very well. You are not renewed by the word of God. You can't say you are renewed by the word of God and you are a believer and say that a kitty man has stubborn. It's wrong. Or you say, I'm Delta. I'm, I'm, I'm a Delta person. So I'm saying to myself that Tamen, we are very, very proud. We are very, very proud. You know, don't tolerate nonsense. Or you are saying you are, you are an Igbo man. Igbo men, that they have ego. What nonsense ego? The word of God is the sign. The soul, when the soul is broken by the word of God, we know. Go and tell that boy. Do you know the things they have said about him? If they say those things about you, what would you do? Would you not go and sue the person? Somebody, a popular journalist, was saying that Adeboye was busy sleeping with choir members. When that person's father was sick, Pastor Adeboye went to go and pray for the father. The father was like, Dadema Binu, what my, my, my daughter is saying. And God was, but Adeboye was like, what is she saying? I don't even pay attention. That is a man that has been renewed by the word of God. Let this mind be in you. Let your thinking be renewed constantly by the word of God. Romans 12, 2. Let's even read that passage. You can see what that part is saying. Praise God. You can't at any point in time continually do things and say, eh, no, eh, this is why people should know me for, for who I am. He says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The only way you can prove this, the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God is the word of God. That is the only thing that sets you apart. I read Proverbs 16 verse 9. It says that a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his step. I was speaking about heart. Now, speaking about mind. A man's heart, that's that, um, first Corinthians for oh, Holy Spirit of God. It's asking that our minds be renewed. Our minds be renewed. That, that in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. He said, let your mind be renewed. Let your mind what be what? Be renewed. Let your mind be what? Renewed. And how do you renew your mind? The word of God. How do you, how, how does the word of God renew you? When the word of God says that by the stripes of Christ you are healed, take it like it is. Don't come and quote it and say eh, it applies to some. I was in a meeting some years, some years back when I was men's fellowship leader in a church. And we have this service we call Power Sunday. Powerful service. The pastor is a man that loves the Holy Spirit and is excited about the demonstration of power. Because he says that without power, the church is just a cold place. And it is true. It is very much true. Without power, the church is a very, very cold place. That is why... They say that stove way cold, no, they threaten fly. A stove that is cold, a fly will never perch there. You will see them going around around it. But when a stove is cold, it will perch there. What it means in essence is that if you're not spiritually on fire for God, a lot of demons will perch around you. So when you want to see a man or you see a woman that is not on the path of God, ask them one question How is your study in the Word of God? They will tell you that, ah, I've not read Bible. How do you pray? Said so that I used to pray, but I was not feeling. I was not feeling the flow, so I stopped praying. How can you say that? How can you say that? So your mind has to be renewed by the Word of God. So if the Bible says that walk in the Spirit, so that you not fulfill the loss of the flesh, what do you do? You go back and start praying in the Spirit. Many of you check your lives. When you started praying in tongues 30 minutes, reading well 30 minutes, go and check your life. There are things you no longer do. And as you see here, the, the, a, a brother mentioned on the platform, consistency is key. You cannot have an instant change in your soulish nature if you don't constantly study the word of God. I'll say it again. You cannot have an instant change in your soulish nature if you don't have the word of God. See, before... I used to have a temper problem. I, I get, if you, want to, if you want to get me, it's not hard. I get easily upset. I, I, I used to be very, very emotional. But you see, what God has helped me with studying the word of God, that if would, I, I just start laughing. <laughs> if I'm not patient though, if you are doing smess me, I just put you in your corner. But you see, as one grows in the word of God, 
you must understand that you are becoming a covering to many. So I've learned to be patient. My wife taught me patience. Ah, people have stabbed me and burnt. I've, I've been, I've gone through a lot. My wife taught me patience. Sometimes when I see people, hey, I'm so happy. She will say, mm -mm. once in a while, sit down, watch. I learned. I learned. So what am I saying? I'm saying here, your mind has to be renewed. There are certain things that you are doing that are not happy. There are certain things that you are still battling with. I'm telling you, all you need is the word of God. There is a realm in physics, I don't know what it is called, I've forgotten what it is called, but when the, the realm we get to in the uh, atmospheric um, 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 region, that after that region, that is where objects, that when you throw them, they will come down. After that region, when you throw an object, it will start going up. You see that object, when, when, it, when you pass that particular point, it would, I think it's 10, 10 miles, one thing, from the ground to that, that, mid, that middle of the firmament, of the, of the atmosphere. Once you get to that particular place there, if you pass that zone, the up, anything you throw will start floating. That's why you see, when you see all this um, science fiction, there are stones floating in the sky. Because in that realm, the air there is denser than the object. Praise God. The air is what is denser than the object. So, when you start going into that realm, you will discover that you can no longer breathe the air. The air there has become heavier for your body. So, in many cases, you choke and you die. That's why astronauts, they always wear a helmet which goes into an oxygen tank. What am I trying to illustrate? It is the same way when you read the word of God. As they give your life to Christ, you're on the floor. As you continue to read the word of God, what happens? You are elevating. You are levitating. Why are you levitating? Jesus Christ said, If I be lifted up, I will pull all men to me. How do you lift Jesus Christ up? By continually feeding your soul with the word of God. As you feed your soulish man with the word of God, what happens? You begin to elevate. You begin to go closer to that realm. And when you get to that realm, you will notice that there are certain things that cannot longer carry your body. Stay in your body. When you get to above that, that region, what happens? You begin to float. Those things become heavier and they start to do what? They start to drop off. That is what they call sin that easily entangles. They begin to fall off. They can only fall off when you read the word. If you don't know the word, you will not be able to interpret a truth prophecy and a lying prophecy. You must know the word. And lastly, what are you struggling with? What are you dealing with? The book of James chapter 1 verse 21. And that's where I will go before I, I open this, this screen for questions. James chapter 1. I would like to explain that part. James chapter 1. I want to start reading from verse 19. He says, So then, my beloved, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to rot. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your words, your souls. Receive with meekness. Lay aside all filthiness, all anger, all wrath, all prejudices, all ideologies. Lay them aside. I am, I, am, I, am a, I am a man. I have my ego. Lay it aside. I'm a woman. I'm a feminist. Lay it aside. They don't stand up to the test of the word of God. Lay them aside. Overflow of wickedness. When people do me, do me, I do. God no go vex. But God is saying, forgive. I am living the Old Testament. You are still struggling with letting go. You are dealing with bitterness. Ah, this man don't know me. Some of you say, I will use my hand. I'm going to swear. Naked now. Go naked. Uh, hmm. You don't have understanding. You naked and swear for somebody. That's why demons are fooling some people now. Demons will latch onto you. Listen to me. If you go naked and swear for anybody, demons, it will work. If the person is an unbeliever, if you swear for me, it will not work. It will bounce back. Because me, I have understanding. I'm a dangerous prophet. 
I keep my cool, but I'm dangerous in the spiritual realm. If you come at me with certain things, I will do what Moses did for Korah. It will shock you. Many of you don't understand the power you have as a believer. I'm not saying myself, I'm saying you. No witch can threaten any believer. No witch, no wizard. Let no man or spirit trouble me. For I bear my body, the master of the Lord Jesus Christ. No man or spirit can trouble you. You must have this understanding. Say you want to go naked by 12 o'clock. Continue now. Tomorrow is nothing you are hearing strange, strange voices. I can't count how many people I have dealt with. What happened to you? Uh, I'm hearing one voice. He's telling me to do one thing. I'll ask them one question. Did you suffer anybody? Uh, I, I forgot, but I've forgiven you. But you, the swear, have you reversed this way? Oh, you think you just swear, forgive the best man to go? You didn't come back to you. How did you deliver yourself? So when, when many, many people go and mock me, I used to laugh at them. When, when they mock men of God, I used to laugh at them. Did them? Men of God will say, I will not pray anymore. All of you will know. The unbelievers will know how far. Unbelievers will know. I'm not saying believers. Unbelievers will hear it. The day you will say, we will not pray for anybody again. Go and check it. The day you, as a believer, you there, say, I will not pray for anybody. Go and check it. Many don't know what the prayer of the righteous does. You don't know. You don't know how many times you have been on the road because you have prayed. God will say no accident on the road because of you. I've traveled one day. I said, Lord, I am on the road for the sake of me. Let there be no accident on the road today. I drove I, from Lagos to Kaduna, not a single accident on the road I went through. Not a single accident. If only you understand the authority you have. Lay aside all filthiness. Bitterness, rage, unforgiveness, pride, lay it aside. Overflow of wickedness. Do me, I do, God no go vex. An eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Do away with it. And receive with meekness the implanted word. Implanted the word of God put in you, which is able to save your words, your souls. It's able to save your souls. When James wrote this account, James chapter 1. If you read from verse 2, my brethren, that was how he started. He said what? My brethren. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Who was he referring to here? Believer or unbeliever? Brother James was referring to the church. A church of believers. So when people say, and churches don't need to gather, it's not important. You don't know anything. You don't know, and you are speaking like someone that does not understand what is going on. James wrote to the church here. Go and read the fact, James chapter 1. James, a born servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, they were a church. And James wrote to them. So James is telling them, if you are a believer, as a believer, you must set aside all these things. Go and read from verse 1. You will see what he was talking about there. The rich and the poor. When the somebody is rich and the person wants to bring down the poor, and the poor want to speak down on the make the rich look as if that you are because you, you have money, you are a problem. Let me tell you why many of us are rich and have poverty mentality. We have the mind of Judas, we have the spirit of Judas, it's a dangerous spirit. If you're a believer and you're among those that say that eh, church should be church should be building edifice, you should give the money to the poor. You are Judas. Go and read what Judas did. When the woman came and was pouring that expensive perfume on the feet of Christ on his hair and was using her hair to clean it. Who spoke? It was Judas. It was only John that wrote that account. So that the one, he said, the one with Jesus, Judas, that uh, that we should have, this thing is expensive. We should have sold it and put the money. John said that he was stealing from the coffers. That means when people bless Jesus Christ, Judas was the treasurer. So Judas was stealing from the coffers. So when he said, ah, oil, perfume, money, let us do what this woman do. Why is she wasting it? So when you are among those that say that eh, churches are big, they should be they should be doing other things. We are wrong. He did not call the church. The church, those people that, that are doing those things, no big them assignment. You cannot tell them how to do the work of God. Go and do your own. If you don't want to be, don't build church. I am here. I don't have a church. All I have is an online ministry. And I'm doing the work God has sent me to do. And if God says one day, son, build me, I will build him a church, a big church with my last money. The word of God, the implanted word, is able to save your souls. So if you are here 
And there are things that you are dealing with. You are dealing with anger, unforgiveness. You are dealing with pride because you know God's word. You better stop it. It's filthiness when you are living in pride. It's filth. And all of us are learning. I am learning. So don't think I have it figured out. But every day I make confessions. I am learning. I am learning. I want you just to raise your right hand and not say after me, Father, in the name of Jesus, I hereby declare that the word of God in me shall save my soul in the mighty name of Jesus. When I pray in the Spirit, my spirit man is edified. Say it, I am edified when I pray in the Spirit. When I read your word, my soul is edified. My soul is edified. And so shall it be in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I bless this gathering, every single one of them, who in one way is still struggling with an ideology that is stemmed from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, ideology that cannot stand the word of God. Father, I'm asking you deliver them in the mighty name of Jesus. And even if anyone comes with any cultural traits, emotional, emotional thoughts that does not align with the word of God, as your children learn of the word of God, as your children listen of the word of God, I pray their spirit, their, their soul becomes renewed by this word. Lord God, I pray that you help them set aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and let them receive with meekness, with lowliness of hearts, the implanted word which is able to save our soul. There is a spirit in man but it is the breath of the Almighty that gives him an understanding. The soul of man is renewed by the word, Lord, and the word of God. Therefore, out of their belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's from the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. As they read this word, let their hearts and their minds be renewed, Lord, that when they speak, they speak forth words that will edify, words that will build, words that would help. We bless you, sweet spirit of God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise God. Please, if you have any questions, if you have any questions, you can write it on the general chat platform and I can read it out or you can just go ahead and just, uh, you know, raise your questions. Please go ahead. Hallelujah. Contribution. Sure. But the thing is that I may not be able to record the contribution, the problem. Okay. Glory to God. 